Welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. And this week I have mostly been thinking about DJ Qualls. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past you, but I don't think that's just a weekly thing. No, he's had a number of thoughts in my head recently. <laughs> really? Uh, no, I mean, he's. I, I'd say out of the ones that I've done so far, maybe he's the one that is still most in the public eye. Is he? He's on that. He popped, yeah, he popped up in something not long ago, and I was like, "What?" I, I believe he had a recurring slash starring role in you, you know that Zedland, is it called the the, oh, uh, yeah, the other yeah, Walking yeah. Dead um, series, Land of the Zombie Nation, Zombie Z- Nation, Z-Nation. that sort of one. Uh, Zed Nation. Yes, yeah. yes, he does. He's. I think he's a. I think he's a scientist. A cent- I think he's a central character in a, I think a series. Of I that. think he's the one who gave the zombies made them grow marijuana out of themselves or something. That's a plotline in Zed Nation. I think I need to get... Also... Can we get into Zed Nation? Also, they fuck zombies in it. Um, I know somebody who watches it and he comes to me and goes, okay, they're doing this now. I think I would enjoy that more than The Walking Dead. (laughs) Judging from what I've said about them on Sunday's episode. (laughs) Uh, I would be interested to find out about it. Okay, so Zed Nation's going on my Netflix watch list. (laughs) Welcome to the Wednesday episode of News and Reviews. Where where we we talk talk news and... No v- reviews because we didn't see anything this week. Like, like we can bump change. a week next week, yeah. though. We'll, yeah, wait, yeah, no, we'll, we're promising too much. We'll watch everything, everything there's ever been. Shall we get into some news? Probably because this has been <laughs> this has want, been weird. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's talk about um, there's there's a change to the Academy Awards. What? As of next year. Uh, that's so surprising. My voice did four different tones. There's two changes, in fact. One of them applies to the best animated feature film uh, category. Not allowed to be animated. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, previously, uh, only a select group of people within the Academy were allowed to vote in that category. However, it's now been opened up to everyone. What is most important is that the documentary category has now been changed. The rules have now been changed. OJ uh, Made in America would not have won. And okay. would not have been eligible. Is it because it was serialised? Exactly right. So um, the the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences have decreed that henceforth multi-part or limited series are not eligible for awards consideration. Because that was the thing that a lot of people got a bit sniffy about when OJ was nominated, was that it was in a category in which it was the, the only one that was a multi-part series rather than a documentary feature. Hmm. So, you know, it comes under the title of one thing and it's just spread out over seven and a half hours. And people said, well, that's unfair. It should be, lim- it, that's that's essentially a mini series or whatever. So yeah. why is it not nominated in the Golden Globes under a mini series thing or, you know. Because an Oscar is more important. Of course, yeah. Um, and, you know, it won the Oscar and I, I still haven't seen it, so I can't really pass judgment on whether it should or shouldn't have. But 13th was our pick in terms of yeah. those nominations. I think we, we both really enjoyed, well, enjoyed might be the wrong I word. I say enjoyed but, is a uh, It's, it's a really powerful piece of filmmaking. And it's it always feels like documentary is a category in which you would like to reward stuff that, talks about important things yeah. and as important as OJ is and deals with certain aspects of societally important things 13th for me felt like the natural choice you know it, it kind of felt like if you were going it, it felt like a really Oscar-y documentary to me yeah 13th. but then you also have to admit that you're doing something wrong well exactly <laughs> yeah it's, it's almost an admission of guilt by America 
interesting just to note that that is now going to be the case going forward. Mm-hmm. What's your piece of news? I'll keep that back because obviously we're going to talk about the big thing that happened later on. Yeah. Um, DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls. I suppose we could talk a bit about Star Wars Celebration. Sure. Uh, it's happening this week in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Is that actually where it's happening? I believe so, yeah. I have no idea. I think, I, I have a feeling it's always in Orlando. I think it's the 40th one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically getting everyone back like who's still alive, who had something to do with the films. Yeah. Like, everyone is going like, Hayden Christensen is the first one he's going to since the prequels, I believe. Um, because obviously he had a shit of a time after that. I wonder if they're bringing um, him back. Uh, we're Gentilis. Yes, they are. You are Dennis Lawson. He's the uncle of Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Apparently told Ewan McGregor not to do Star Wars. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I think that would be the right decision. In um, hindsight, I'm sure Ewan McGregor wishes he hadn't have done Star Wars. <laughs> but it's going to be it's interesting. supposed to be in 28 Days Later. It's going to be interesting to see... Um, Not 28 Days Later, it was the beach. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this, because obviously we know Star Wars coming at the end of the year, we've seen nothing of it yet, yeah. uh, really, at all. Um, so they reckon there's going to be a trailer, and they're not saying it's going to be a teaser trailer, it's going to be, well, they say it's going to be classed as a teaser, but it's going to be a full-length trailer. I would imagine it'll be a so, 1.30 at least. So, well, they're saying it's about 2.20. 2.20 is too long. Um, you know, it's going to be a hefty trailer, so it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like and give us an idea of what that film's going to be. But also, what we should be seeing as well is there's a lot of stuff in development from like, you might get more stuff like the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably going to be an announcement of what other standalones there are yeah. um, in the works, but also a lot of the games as well. Like, there's rumour that there's a Knights of the Old Republic um, remake, which is a game I never played, mm. but I've heard a lot about it. Am I right in thinking they've shut down LucasArts, though? I believe so. They yeah. shut it down Cause they, when basically they, they had the company. Um, they had a really interesting game. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Uh, it was the... Yeah, I know. It's the one that everyone was like, wow, yeah, this is going to be like a really the, great Star Wars kind of thing in the spaceship. Yeah, and, like, and, and it was in production. And people were saying really great things about it. And then it, as soon as they came in, they shut the thing down. They shut down the studio and cancelled it. And you're like, oh, come on. Mm. Um, but I know the, for a fact there's like five separate studios currently working on Star Wars games. Yeah. Well, they've, um, they've divided it out now, haven't they? Yeah, probably. And apparently, like, certain game studios are purely working on Star Wars. Mm. I think we'll get something about Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, hopefully, about the single-player campaign as well, maybe get a view of that. I reckon there's going to be one of those games will come out this year. Yeah. I don't know which one, but I think this is when they announce it, rather than waiting for E3 or anything like that. Yeah. So, I'm really interested to see what comes out of that. Um, you know, because, one, I don't have the base connection to Star Wars. I still enjoy that universe enough that... Especially game wise, like when you watch a Star Wars film, you think I would love to play around in that universe mm. properly. And Battlefront gives you a little bit of yeah. that, but you don't get well, enough. The, the original Battlefront series, I yeah. still hold up as much better games than the new one, purely because you have got the element of the combined. You've got, you've got the multiplayer mode, you've got the single player mode, and it's you know it existed in a time before online gaming was the norm I suppose mm. you know it came out in 2004 I and didn't you have that one. thing where you could fly along and then land and you could get out your ship and start yeah, exactly. gun, running yeah. gun and like that technology definitely exists yeah. so why have you not included it yeah and that's there's a, there's a lot to say on Battlefront and why that game really annoys me and well this is the thing having played both now I just feel like the it, it comes nowhere near holding a candle to either of the original games just because they were endlessly replayable. And I just feel like this, 
it, the new Battlefront 2 needs to do what the old Battlefront 2 did. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I cannot understand why they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, the thing is, Battlefront, I still, like the newly made one, uh, Battlefront, I still go back to play it so often just to go on and get my ass kicked by like some 13 year old lads. Sure. Um, but I, I don't spend that long on it. And I also disagree with the fact that I paid, say, £40 for a game. I then had to pay forty pound for the rest of the game. But this, and I'm very much of that generation, and you know, I would class you as the same generation in the sense that we were born in the same fucking year. <laughs> but you know, you've certainly moved with video games a lot more than I have, mm-hmm. and I think there is a disconnect now between people like me who haven't necessarily been involved in buying into that industry in say the last ten years, because I am I am loath to pay more for for additional stuff that I feel should be part well, of that I game. I, admittedly, I come from an era when, you know, games were way expensive well, came... in terms of N64 games. I remember Turok came out, it was about 70 quid for that cartridge. But the thing is... That is a ridiculous amount of money for a piece of plastic. If you remember when we were kids, if there was an expansion pack, it was a whole of a game. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole of a game. And I actually had this conversation earlier with somebody... Which was really the kind of birth of the DLC was The Sims, where The Sims you, expansion packs. Yeah, you know, you'd have university life and nightlife and pets and stuff like, like that. Hot holidays dates. and yeah, hot date and you know, and the thing work is, in a coffee shop. I agree with what Titanfall are doing. Like, so Titanfall Two came out, Tale of Blacker, fantastic game, really great single player. Uh, multiplayer kind of suffered a little bit. I don't think it's just as tight as the first one. That doesn't matter. But the important thing is what they've done is any DLC that game creates, you get for free. Yeah. The well, extras that's, that's what are you want. stuff are purely cosmetic based. Mm-hmm. You might get a different type of title. It doesn't give you any advantage. Um, but what it does do is it means you can customise as you want. Yeah. And then what they say is you buy this game, you get everything. Because we don't want you missing out on yeah. the campaign. And the thing is, with, with games now being however much they are, like how much is Titanfall, for example? Or was um, it on release, would you on say? On release, you'd talk about 60 quid. And I got it for about 20. Uh, and here's 25. your problem, is that games now being, like, they're £55 when they're released, or yeah. 60 quid when they're released. And you just go, for that money, you really do deserve all of the games. So don't try and fleece me. So, you know, it is that is my main gripe with the way that sort of games at the moment seem to be working. Not all and games, I think, because there are certain franchise games like FIFA and stuff, I imagine you don't get DLC that's yeah. then released over the course of the year. But I think Battlefront epitomised that situation where you go, you have sold me half a game. Uh, like I said, Star Wars Celebration, though. Interesting to see what comes. Yeah, I think I think it's a smart move by Disney to t- sort of hijack it and take advantage of the fact that this is essentially one of the biggest platforms they have in order to promote their brand. And it's a brand that does not need promotion. This is, <laughs> He's going to get it, though. You know, Star Wars um, Episode Eight will be the biggest, you know, it'll be the highest grossing film of the year. We know that to be true. We, yeah. you know, I can't imagine a world in which that isn't the case. Beauty and the Beast has done really well so far, but even in the two weeks that it'll be out in 2017, Star Wars will eclipse it. It's a guarantee. <laughs> So I think it's a slam dunk of a year for Disney. I think they're going to have a really, really strong year, especially with Guardians just around the yeah, corner as well. Yeah, all those Marvel films. And of course, Beauty and the Beast is a Disney film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of so course. So even though it's not a franchise film, 
it's, it is it's a studio film that has the already House of Mouse is paved with gold. It's already approaching a billion, and you know they're going to end the year with money to spare. Uh, you got anything else for me? Uh, should we talk about the main thing then? Yeah, let's get into it. Then we'll um, end on it. Um, I will just mention a couple of other bit because we're going to go talk. Let's talk Marvel. Mm. Um, more House of Mouse. Um, Marvel are doing a new Warriors series. Mm-hmm. Um, which is gonna New Warriors were basically a team of young superheroes who also had like a reality show at one point where they go around kind of solving crimes, trying to kind of be good in the eyes of the Avengers and stuff. And this one's gonna have Squirrel Girl in there, who I don't think has ever really been a member of the New Warriors. Right. And um, but I think basically Marvel saw a lot of fan clamour for Squirrel Girl. Sure. And went, let's throw her in a TV show. Uh, but what I find interesting about this is they missed the perfect opportunity to do it. Mm, which is the build-up to Civil War, yeah, because that's um, the event that sets off Civil War. I think Mark spoke about this, oh, we, I think it was one of our first ever episodes, mm. when we talked about um, comic books to TV shows. I think it was the first ever episode we did, mm. um, all that time ago. All but, those years. But, uh, Mark talked about basically doing it as like a YouTube series. It might, it might be even Jason. At some point we've talked about it. Yeah, very so, early, someone on the very, podcast very the early on. episode, possibly. Um, but you know, we talked about maybe doing it as like a YouTube video and stuff, and you can build it up to be Civil War, and that being an event that starts. Webisodes, essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting they're doing it now, past the point when. It would have made canonical sense. And sense for the fans as well. Yeah. Um, and if you. Like, one of the biggest things I think they've really been involved in, in my eyes anyway, like, I don't know all too much about them, but the main thing you'd remember is the. Um, I want to call it Stansted incident, but Stansted isn't at the airport. Stanford. Stanford. Stanford incident, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, where they where they blow up a school, basically. Yeah. Um, and you can't really replicate that in a series now because no. everyone knows what that leads to. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. The the stakes for that are now taken away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but should, I, from what it seems is, it's going to be a comedy series more than yeah. anything else. And maybe you can't blow up a school in a comedy <laughs> series. So that's I don't know. Fine. Let's I don't know. Not, let's not worry too much about that. It happened in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, but that's because he was like, hey, what if I make a bomb out of uh, frogs? And, uh, uh, I think I've seen a Do you know who was in that? Um, a famous person. Do you know Rosita from Walking Dead? She was in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Oh, um, I mean, when you say Rosita from Walking Dead, I'm presuming it's the one that I'm thinking of who's the one who tried to kill the governor at one point. Not the governor, the new guy, Negan. Yeah. Fucking um, hell. Right, so we... Thor had a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to edit about five minutes of me going, blah, blah, I think blah, I remember. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, so Thor Ragnarok released a trailer. Yes, first teaser trailer. It's about a minute and 20 seconds. Not that that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what did you it's think? It's important to get, to get them. The you know, just kind of show that it's, a, it's a sh- not the longest trailers, but no. it packs it in. It does. It it. I think it tries to, it tries, for me, it tries to do too much in that time. Um, for I, me, look, it couldn't do enough. Look, I mean, Taika Waititi, I, I think, is a good choice for this film, and I think will will put his own stamp mm. on it. What I'm, what I'm unhappy about is the fact that, so far, I haven't been able to see any of his stamp on it yet. There's the comedy aspect of it, but I feel like it just feels like it's a direct copy of, um, Guardians of the Galaxy style at the moment, and that's that could well be I think fine. The trailer is very Guardians of the Galaxy esque, but I still think it has the characteristics of 
Thor in there. Oh, I think it has the characteristics of Thor, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I get any flavour of Taika Waititi in this trailer. I admit, in 1 minute 20 seconds or whatever it is, it's going to be difficult to get that across. Hmm. However, it the trailer is essentially just trying to jam in as much exciting shots as, as and possible. And well, this is the difference between me and you, is that plays directly into your... The thing uh, is, it did... Th- that's exactly what you would want. It did two or three, uh, like three or four things in that trailer that got me excited. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of shots in Well, there. let's talk about so, the individual shots that you like, then. So, for example, um, the first shot that really made me go, oh, shit, was um, watching Halla... Uh, Destroy Mjolnir. Um, when she blows up the ham- force hammer, basically, and there are get- Scandinavians in Scandinavia <laughs> listening to this, just going, "Why are they murdering that word?" <laughs> Mjolnir. 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 Um, when she blows up Mjolnir. Yeah. Dolmio. <laughs> no wait, that was the baddie in Doctor Strange. She blows it up. It gives you a sense of that power. Sure. You know, we've not seen anybody, anybody, be able to even pick up apart from Vision force hammer to so stop it dead like that. It was a bit akin to the. Winter Soldier catching Bucky, um, uh, Captain uh, Shield, Shield yeah. Um, and it was that. It's really nice to see um, somebody with that power. It gives you a sense of the threat they're going to face. Yeah. Um, I've got a theory how this film's going to go, mm-hmm. but I can come back to that in a minute. Oh, I, I think that may well be a discussion before the like for another episode before the thing, <laughs> rather um, than getting too in depth right now. I can give you a brief rundown. If you want I mean, well, let's um, let's skip ahead and just try okay. and. I'm very aware that we have limited bandwidth this month. <laughs> always talking about, like, never have I heard a man talk about bandwidth more than you. And that's another five seconds wasted. Come on, man. <laughs> um, the I love the bit with the helmet, force helmet. Yeah. Uh, where he kind with of the classic wind puts tips. his wingtips because it's not something you've seen him have in this, and it's quite a nice kind of variation on that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love the. Um, in fact, you get we're getting Planet Hulk basically, yeah, and also the whole um, oh, it's my friend from work yeah. sort of thing. It's a, it's a great line. Is is and it, it, although you, you could go oh, save the thing that Thor and Hulk are going to have a fight in this I think that, film, but at the same time you go, but that gives you more of an essence. And we of, knew this was going to happen anyway. You've got a good idea. Well, they leak that thing. They leak the yeah, the, yeah. The, the concept if art. You, if you follow movies. You will you probably know this, this happening. has happened. Yeah, if you're just a casual And that's probably going to get don't. people into the movie as well. Mm. It's going to get people in oh, the, into the cinema. definitely, yeah. Um, no, but there's those things I really, really liked. Um, and there's also stuff like the uh, fact that Loki's there with Jeff Goldblum by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah. At one point, um, you know, you've got... It's got a great cast as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm excited for the film. I just, uh, for me, the trailer didn't quite do it for me. And, and the immigrant song. I think it great, was, it was, was obvious choice. that for you, this was going to be a much more effective trailer. Do you know what it was? It, it's kind of it's because it's a bit mad. It's mm. also, like somebody described it to me as like Masters of the Universe sort of thing. Mm. Um, it's it's got that kind of it is pulsating. It is that very Guardians esque, mm. and it is. But it works for what they're trying to do. Sure. It's frenetic. And it really had me going, actually, yeah. Right. Especially after Dark World, which was very kind of, ugh. Yeah. Come on. Um, you know, to get, it, get Dark fun World was a, back. was a rare mishit. And I, I think 
them hiring Taika Waititi was the first step for them to yeah. go, we and need to recapture what Thor had in his first film. Hemsworth is fun. Yeah. Like, and, and this is what funny. Taika Waititi said. He said his comedy chops haven't been utilised well enough. But we have seen enough in previous films, like The Avengers and Thor, that Hemsworth and Thor, the character of Thor, is quite fun. Yeah. So give him a director who can bring that out of him, mm. I think will work. And this trailer then goes, okay, let's play into that atmosphere. But then at the same time, we sideswipe that fun nature of that character with a villain who is stronger than, by the looks of things, most of the characters we've seen so far. Yeah. Like in, in any, any movie. Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, which is going to be really interesting. Also, apparently there's going to be an Infinity Stone in this movie as well. So it's going to be really interesting seeing how this... Because they've said this film leads directly, directly into... into yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, of course I'm going to go and see it. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm still excited for it coming out, and I think it will be a good film. It's just the trailer for me didn't work on the level it clearly worked which, for you. Which one did you think had the best trailer so far out of the three that come out this year? So you got Spider-Man, Guardians, and Four. Uh, I like the Spider-Man trailer in terms of its... Uh, it's the I I the fact that they seem to have got that character right, and I did get a flavour for the mm. character in that. Whereas in this, I don't feel I I know that character already, yeah. so it's easier for it to go. Well, it's more of the same, um, and actually return to the, the previous film rather than the the one that did precede this one. Um, but I think the the Spider Man one for me works in the sense that that probably got me most excited. No, I actually and particularly agree with you. his friend making all those comments it is that thing of going you've really summed up what it would be like to be Spider-Man and at school do you know genuinely at the three of them I think Guardians is the weakest trailer oh I, I fully agree but it's probably the one I have most faith in because I, I'd i go and see that if you basically just went oh yeah these guys are back again it's, it's, that, it's that thing of more of the same the you know they work in conjunction with James Gunn's direction and writing we know that that is a formula for success if they're able to recapture that magic, great, it'll be fine. Yeah. My my interest now is, will Taika Waititi be able to deliver Thor in his own way, rather than... Who differentiates it from the beca- rest of what be- we've seen. Beca- particularly because Marvel... Uh, because um, the Guardians trailer and the Thor trailer do feel t- a little too reminiscent of each other at the moment for me. Things will change when we see a full trailer, I think, yeah. for Thor. I think that's when I see the, the stamp of Waititi on it. But that's probably it for this week. So, as always, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Where else? Well, on Twitter we're at DinosaurMan15, because that might be the confusing part for the audience. Um, On Facebook, DinosaurManNerdcast. We're also on Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and on iTunes. And as always, you can rate, comment, subscribe, review, and share, and tell everyone about us. Yay! As always, we'd like to thank Johnny Neves for the theme song. This time it was a duet with DJ Qualls. Uh... Andy, thank you very much for being our gracious host. Thank you, Alex, for joining. And until next time... Don't forget about DJ Qualls. Die. 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 Die.